Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, AudioMac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Romantic Truth Podcast. Please be advised that the content of this show is for mature audiences 18 and over due to the topics discussed. Please feel free to follow and like Romantic Truth on Facebook at facebook.com slash romantic truth. You may also listen to the podcast on anchor.fm slash romantic truth. Now, here is your host Jawson. Hi everyone, Johnson with you here, Romantic Truth, Las Vegas, baby, yeah. We're going to talk about a lot of things that have to do with some of the misconceptions, I'll put it that way, of international dating, of uh, flossing, of uh, status, prestige, etc. Now the reason why I want to clear this up is because some of you have a gross misconception of some of the things that actually go on overseas. For instance, I'll put it to you this way, and this is no shade to the listeners in places like India, Bangladesh, parts of Africa, that the economy is not doing so well. But here's the thing. A lot of you from the Western part of the globe may look at going to a place like Dubai, for instance. Love Dubai, went there back in the 80s. Now, I'm sure it's changed in immense ways since then. They were still making that transition from a fishing village to a prominent city as it is today. Abu Dhabi and the rest. But here's the thing that I'm going for. Throughout that transition, there was a vision the shake. Nothing's wrong with that. You have good people in Dubai. I want to establish that first. You have honest, respectable people there. But Dubai, just like any other place in the world, also has a shady side. Now, I'm bringing this up in particular because a couple of people have contacted me and I can tell they're what I'll call agents. A-G-E-N-T-S. And what these people are there talking about the wonderful time they've had, uh, how these people over there, you know, lavished them with gifts and gave them a whole bunch of money and they're living the life and they're going to yacht parties and all these things. Ladies, let me tell you something. As a person who has dated an extremely wealthy woman, where we could travel anywhere we wanted to, get anything we wanted. I've been on the inside of some of this stuff. Now, I'm not saying that I'm the encyclopedia of the inner world, but one thing I can tell you is this. If you're trying to get into that circle and that person didn't bring you in personally as their lover, as their number one, You ain't shit. I'm telling you now. 
So, you get your tickets paid to fly to Dubai, to go to a yacht party, to go to a huge mansion there. You're gonna be a fucking forget. And that little 40, 50, 100,000, 200,000 dollars that they will pay you to do unmentionable acts. And folks, some of these unmentionable acts are beyond the scope of human rationalization. Some of them may involve bestiality, some of them may involve being used as a human toilet. It varies. There have been many women that have gone over with the wrong idea. There was a lady that contacted me recently that wanted to share her story. I tried to get her on the show so we could do an interview. She told me no, her therapist wouldn't approve of it because she is still going through therapy. That happened back in 2017. However, what she did do is leave me an MP3. She sent me that MP3 and I listened to it. I can't even play it on this show because of some of the stuff she was exposed to. This woman broke down so many times, I I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it because I was breaking down listening to her. And it all started with her girlfriend on Instagram wearing a G-string bikini with her ass up on the screen. Girlfriend was 24 years old. And she was getting all these likes, all these men. And then she got a proposition from someone to come to Dubai. First she slept it off, thought it was BS. Found out it was legit. The person had transferred a few hundred dollars into her bank account to prove it. She had a ticket at the airport. What was the problem? But what this person didn't realize was when she arrived to Dubai, she was met by a lady instead of a man. And this lady was a go-between. She was nothing more than an agent. A person who arranged women for some of the elite. A pimp, in other words. Well, she signed this agreement to go and do whatever was required. Well, she went and did some of those deplorable acts. Got paid a pretty good amount of money, a substantial amount. Came back to the States. And she was doing this over and over again. Well, in 2017, she decided to help one of her girlfriends to it. Girlfriend was all enthusiastic to go over to Dubai with her. And before she could tell her, you don't have to pay for your ticket, she went into her savings and bought a ticket. Well, the first red flag was when the friend who had been over there many times before called her stupid. She should have known then. But see, you got to remember, this was the best they've ever been treated in their lives. They never had it better. And they relaxed and enjoyed the luxuries. But when they arrived in Dubai, the agent was in the limousine. 
and asked the woman, who in the hell is she? This is my girlfriend, this is my friend. They get in the car with her. She's kind of reluctant. And then finally she tells her, you want to make some money? And the girl is like game for it because she just barely had enough money to cover a modest hotel room that would not be in any of the prestigious areas of Dubai. And so she agrees, but she doesn't know what she agrees to, and she signs this contract. Just like her girl did years earlier. Well, she's now being blown away by all this luxury. We have this nice hotel suite. And they get there. And this woman, basically their handler, gets them in the room and tells them, at 7 p.m. be ready. You have a lot of work before 7 p.m. And this was early in the morning when they arrived. And she's like, well, we have all this time to go to the beach. We have all this time to do all these things. And her friend who had been there before said, no, we don't. We have to prepare ourselves. So they went on, ate breakfast. And then they went to the spa. The spa consisted of being stripped down, two older women coming in and scrubbing them like they had never been scrubbed before, from head to toe, and all orifices in between. Then they laid them out on slabs, and they gave them lotions and so forth in order to prepare them. The lady that wasn't used to coming over there had braids, the other one had a bun. And a weave put in a bun. The woman with the braids had to have her hair tied up in a bun because that's the way the men that they were going to see liked. Well, this young lady was still confused about who they were going to see. But his friend that had been over there several times before, when they got back to the hotel room, she started kissing her and fondling her and said, the only thing they want to do is just see us make out with each other. Well, she thought, okay, well, that's easy. We'll go and just pretend like we're into each other, even though she was into men. She says, for a few hundred, whatever they were going to pay them, because she didn't know what the amount was at the time, this is worth it. contract didn't even specify. Another red flag. So they get to this palatial place at 7 p.m. that night and they're told to go upstairs to this suite. The suite has a large flat screen TV that damn near takes up the whole wall. You have this huge, huge bed, sofa, and she noticed that there were enough ample seating for more than several people. And they had this table filled with nothing but sandwiches, all kind of pastries, every kind of liquor you can imagine. And they're up there high-fiving, 
drinking the Hennessy and everything, getting lit. The women then came in and told them, you need to change for our guests. Now, throughout this time, there was a party downstairs and everybody was having a good time, but it was all in Arabic. And so these ladies got into these white satin robes. And they started hearing these footsteps. There was about 10 men. Age ranged from 40 all the way down to 15. And it was a 15-year-old's birthday. I spare you the gory details, but I'll put it to you this way. Deprecation took place. Regurgitation took place. In a way that they made her eat her own. Sodomy, you name it, it took place. Not by one person, all of them. Her girlfriend was kind of used to it. Because she had gone over there before and she had made big money doing it. Well, afterwards, they were taken back to the hotel. She felt like trash. She wanted to leave. And her girlfriend said, you can't leave. And she was like, why not? Is it because I took your passport and gave it to the agent? She had gone through her things and took it. You're gonna stay another week. And she was like, well, I can't afford another week. I don't have any money. She said, well, you didn't have any money for this hotel. What makes you think you'll have money for it next week? So this woman wound up staying two weeks in Dubai. And they let her go with a substantial amount of money that she didn't want to disclose. But when she got back to the stage, she found out she was pregnant. She had a difficult time dealing with her own emotions and feelings. She blew through the money after she got back through the, to the stage shopping to deflect, to take her mind off of things. And with the last amount of money she had left, she decided to go to a therapist. She had lied to her family and told them that she was going to Africa to rediscover her roots. Her family knew better. This woman's been in therapy since 2017. Her friend, she goes back because she wants to become an agent like the woman that groomed her. Folks, what you got to realize is that it's not that Dubai is bad. It's some of the people, as in any society, any nation, bad. See, here's the thing I look at, and some of you ladies try to make it a status symbol of going to Dubai and flashing it, going on Facebook, Instagram, threads, Snapchat, talking about how you got it going on, how you got it lit on X and all the rest. Think about it for a moment. 
women who have it far better than you in Dubai, those princesses that are there, they want to leave and many of them have left or trying to leave. And they had it way better than you ever had it. And you take your dumb asses over there to try to get rich. That's money they can throw away. They could throw that money away in a casino and won't miss it. They're giving you a tip and you say, oh, $250,000. Yeah, it's a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. But look at where you are. You're on the same level as some people from a third world country. Same level. There was a guy that worked at a major hotel there. Signed a contract to fly over there and work. He was gonna be a manager. They promised him an eight hour day, six days a week. What did he get? 12 to 16 hours a day seven days a week work. Didn't even give him a day off. Because the days that he would have off, he had to come back in for training. He had to come back in for administrative duties. Now, they took his passport, the company did, as they did all the other employees. Because the problem was, when they first started doing it, people were coming over there saying, oh, fuck this, and they would leave. So in order to retain people, they would hold their passports. And so he could not get his passport because he was an Italian citizen until a year he had worked there. Well, his year came up and he was ready to go back to Italy to visit with the intention of never coming back to Dubai. And this is how they did him. He could go back home, get his passport, but he had to have two people sign off. And those two people that signed off on that contract, that promised that he would come back, would be docked a month's pay if he didn't. So what did he do? He got a coworker to sign one portion of it, someone that he really liked, and he had his manager to sign the other one, someone he really hated. But he couldn't disclose that this thing. Well, they gave him his passport. He went to Italy and never came back. And what he did, he started working there, got his own business, and he paid the one gentleman that was his co-worker. He compensated him for that month of pay that he didn't get. A lot of you think that when you go to another country, no matter where it is, that you can apply everything in America over there and you can't. Ladies, you can't be loud over there. You can't act a fool over there. Yes, you're going to be discriminated against because there are some Arab people that don't want your ass around them. You have not arrived by coming to Dubai and stepping up the steps of this well-lit nightclub. You haven't made it. That's not a status symbol for you. You guys that go over there and take all these exotic pictures and post them on your Instagram and Facebook to try to attract women, a lot of those women are already hip to you. They already know this bullshit. Decadence 
are for that's for the poor. The wealthy folks don't do all that shit. They have those things, but they don't have to flaunt it because they own it. It's a normal thing in their lives. So the only people you're trying to impress are poor people that are less than you, as you see it. Your self-esteem is that low that you're going to that route. Half of these women, like the lady who contacted me, didn't have any idea what the fuck was outside the borders of this country. These passport bros that go over, thinking that, oh yeah, I'm, I'm a conqueror, I'm a conquistador, I've conquered the world. No, dude. We were doing the international trips way back in the 80s. It's new to you. It's old to us. Those women have cycles. They know your dumb ass is going to be there for a few weeks during the summer, and you're going to leave. Next dude's going to come in from Australia, Great Britain. You have left no kind of impression on these women. We used to see women that would have allotments from guys in the military, and she would have shoe boxes of allotment checks from men who had forgotten after they got back to the States that they took out a $100 a month allotment. That shit adds up. Guys would re-enlist in order to get serious and want to marry them. These women weren't down for that shit. Because the only thing the woman had to do was just move. If she lived on Lusan, on the main island, she just moved to Cebu. the guy re-enlisted because she was making more money from these other guys that were already sending her money every month and these women were banking it what were they doing with that money opening restaurants in the states supporting family members in the states sending people to college taking care of themselves living their lifestyle it was business to them So because you go to the Philippines or to Thailand to get some pussy, and then you go and get on Instagram or TikTok and start bragging about it, nobody's impressed with that shit. That's your victory. It means nothing to anybody else. The reason being, I was intoxicated with it too. I was going overseas well before social media. Oh, women didn't matter. Race. Ethnicity, background, didn't matter. I didn't care. But one thing I did enjoy was the fact that these women focused on more things than material shit. The character of the person. That's what was important. If you're thinking about going over to work in Dubai or any foreign country, you better look at the laws over there first. Not just the laws about behavior, but the laws about employment, about what companies have the right to do and what they don't have the right to do. And by the way, uh, for those, those of you ladies thinking that, oh, but you know, the Middle East has changed with a lot of the, the conferences they had, like the one in Dubai, when they had that conference with the women's conference, that was all a fucking sham. During that time, what was happening? The sheik was trying to deflect from his divorce from his wife, the princess that 
went to London and wanted to get away from that shit. What's the best way to do it? Do a PR con campaign and have these women coming over, feeling like they are free. In many of these cultures throughout the world, women, you're a second-class citizen. And that's the reason why I say when you take your ass to these countries trying to floss, we already know you're under the thumb. And in many cases, under the thumb of a dictator. If he decides to lock your ass up and have you raped, you can't say shit. There was a lady that worked for another hotel chain over in Dubai. She was sexually assaulted. And she wanted to go and file charges. Even the people in her company told her, no, the best thing for you to do is take your passport and take your ass back home. Nope. She wanted to go and have them pursued. What happened? She wound up getting locked up her damn self. And she had to offer an apology to the men that sexually assaulted her. And then they bounced their ass out of the country. I'm telling you, in these countries, they have laws for their own people. Unless you are a citizen there, you do not have the benefit. That USA shit that we walk around with bragging about all the time means nothing. When you're over there, you're on their turf. The FBI, the Justice Department, nobody can save or help your ass when you're there. Not even the State Department. You're playing by their rules. That's the way it goes. And they can give a fuck less. Because everybody's happy the way things are. You're not going to be able to change anything over there. If the women can't change it there in those countries, Saudi Arabia, Dubai, Qatar, and others, you can't change shit either. You gotta remember, those wealthy women that has that have the access and the means have left or are trying to leave. And if they're having a hard time, what makes you think your broke little ass is gonna go over there and make a difference? What makes you think you're gonna go over there and floss and look? Many of the elites in these countries don't even allow their women to go to these nightclubs and all this other shit. That should tell you right there. They're not free. They want you there because you're spending money. Just like here in Vegas. We want you to come empty your pockets and get the fuck out. That's the way it is. Help us pay our bills and get the fuck out. That's it. That's what any country that's based on tourism. They don't want to say that, but that's what they mean. They don't want you to move there. No, fuck that. You're going to cost us more money. Just drop your money that you made somewhere else with us and get the fuck out. We want your wealth. We don't want your ass. That's what many of these, I'm just being honest with you. That's what many of these tourist destinations want. Because on their own, 
they can't really do much. So they have to wait for somebody else to do it for them. So even if it means I got to superficially make it seem like it's the best place to come to stay and visit and everybody is free and can do what they want to, you damn straight I give that image. If I needed your money as a tourist trap, I'm going to make it seem like it's heaven on earth. So fellas, don't get intimidated when you see these women talking about, oh, I only date so-and-so. I don't date no broke man. I'm in Dubai and all that. Good. Stay your ass there because you're limited as to what you can do. You're limited as to how you can grow and your influence there because no matter what, you're under a dictatorship. One man makes all the decisions in that country. End of story. Even, I was watching 60 Minutes Australia. One of the sheiks, well, one of the princesses of the family had a sex change into a man. And believe it or not, it's kind of weird. A lot of places where women will treat be treated better than men you will find a large number of men changing their gender to a woman in order to reap those same benefits. See it in California all the time. You see it in Thailand. You see it in the Philippines. Because those women get treated better by those men that come over and spend money on them than they would being a man trying to go out there and trying to find their way to prosperity. This is not all transgender people, but some do this. In the case of that princess that converted herself over into a male over in London. The reason why that was done? A sense of empowerment. I'm never gonna be I'm never gonna be a victim again. I'm gonna be a man so that I will never be victimized. I'll be treated as an equal. And believe it or not, what some of these men are doing, converting themselves to women, is because they want that financial empowerment. Why are they pushing for all of these rights, like to be classified as a woman? Many of them are doing it so that, hell, they can get married. They can sue for alimony. And they can be taken care of. I know of two people personally that did that shit just for those particular reasons. And he said, oh, it's a lot more people that are doing that. To be taken care of. So in many ways, ladies, they envy some of the ways you're treated as biological women. You get taken out on dates. You don't have to open your purse for nothing. You get taken care of if the man loves you and you get married. You get taken care of because you have a home. You, you can drive a Mercedes. You can do all these things and have sex with the man. You have some people that want that same benefit. They want to be able to do the same thing you're able to do. 
even though they don't have the same equipment you do. And then there are others that are trying to find themselves and they feel as though, I don't like who I am, let me change my gender. Maybe that's gonna make a difference. You have that mindset. Then you have others that are like, I feel like a woman inside of me ever since I was a child, et cetera, et cetera. Many of these people have a track record of going in that direction. And then when they get to that destination of change, they're cool. They're not committing suicide. They're not trying to go out there and be an activist. They're cool with the decision they made. They don't have to convince anyone else because that was their personal victory and their personal fight. They don't make it a cause. I had coworkers like that too. I had one that actually went through with the whole surgery. And you know what? Never once did that person tout about how great it was. That person just went on with their lives. They weren't in the street with the rainbow flags and all that shit. That was their personal choice and victory. It depends on the individual. But see, we're pulled into, you either in this camp or you're in that camp. I'm in no camp. Because the one thing I want to do is get away from the bias. Even with my friends. I had to let some of them go. All right, you too conservative. You too liberal. You're too much of a placator. Because that's where they would go. That would be the default. I don't deal with people on extremes. I just don't. If you gotta convince me of something, that means something's fucked up in the first place. You gotta persuade me in some kind of way, that means something's fucked up. That's the reason why I don't try to persuade you on this show. I treat you as adults, I respect your opinion as adults, and that's all it's gonna ever be. I may say some of the things that may work in your best interest if you were to think about it, but it's up to you to make the decision. I'm not going to make no damn decision for you. You're grown-ass man or woman. But I look like up there trying to be Houdini or some shit. What you feel? But that's the way it goes. And what you have to realize, as this woman did that left that message, you are dealing with people that see you as nothing but an object. Not just in Dubai, but in other places throughout the world, too. You guys that are down in Zambia, when those white women come in from the UK or Germany to get some black dick, you've been exploited just as well. Some of you ladies in Costa Rica, when those Australians come in, you know what they're looking for. Same thing in the Philippines. Not just Australians, I'm just not just pulling them out. UK and different parts of the world. Thailand, you know what they're looking for. South Korea, you know what they're looking for. And maybe a Ghana. They come there for that purpose. 
Jamaica especially. Ladies, those guys you see on the beaches in these countries wearing Speedos with their dick, where you can see the dick print, they already know what you want. Some of you get so bold that you start taking pictures and shit and post them on the internet. Up there holding a guy's dick with two hands. Your trophy, your trophy penis. Sexual exploitation is real. This whole trafficking thing, it's become very popular, but that shit's been going on from time immemorial. Women were trafficked when, way back, even before the Romans. If you lost a battle, In certain civilizations, they would put the men on their knees with the guards behind them, grabbing the crown of their head with a sword under their throat while taking their women and bending them over and sodomizing the women as the men looked on as the other soldiers did it so that that would be the last thing they would ever see before their throats were slit. those women were going to be used for nothing more than just breeders and concubines for the soldiers. Because see, throughout our history, sex has been used as a weapon of control by men for many years. Women have used it as well to manipulate men. Men have used it in order to control women and to humiliate other men. I fucked your wife. I fucked your daughter. As Ice-T said when uh, Tupac came over to his place and played that song for him the first time, Ice-T said, no, 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 you don't need, you don't need that. You don't, uh, mm -mm. letting him know he gone too far. Even though Pac probably thought that Biggie shot him, I had him shot. He wanted revenge. You know, fuck the bitch in the click you claim. It's pretty tough. But see, that's the thing. gotten to the point now that we're so comfortable with disrespect even now guys talk about people's family and talk about who they're going to murder and who they did murder in their songs and these DAs now are listening to them and they're saying okay well the shit he's did in the song actually happened so let's get his ass these guys are telling on themselves because they're so full of themselves bragging about it I think that overall, in our quest for identity, our quest to be associated with something better than we are, 
as human beings, you think about it, we kiss our ass. We we kiss a lot of asses. We kiss asses to the boss, to wealthy people, to God, to religious people. Shit, we should. It's like our lips should have Botox in them now. They're so big. Why? It's because many of us are so scared, shitless, and insecure about everything that we don't find the security in ourselves. But we find it in other things, other people, a brand, a label, an association with a celebrity. Because we don't think enough of ourselves to even call ourselves valid enough to be in that realm. And then you have the jealous people. When you do have a talent or you're successful, somebody feels as though they're entitled to because they they, they don't have a talent, but they wish they did. And so therefore, uh, 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 I gotta go against you. I gotta hate you because you are successful and I'm not. Why are you so successful and I'm not? It's unfair. And so they try to pull you down that drain of low self-esteem that they're in. It's not your job. It's not your job. Now, let's take a few things under consideration here. If you notice in the Middle East, like in Saudi Arabia, Dubai, and all these other countries, when the oil barons cut deals with them, they made those families very rich, right? Extremely rich. And they spread the wealth. Now, among their own people. Let's look at Africa. What did they do? They made these people rich. Not at the rate that they did in a lot of the Arab countries. But they made these people rich in places like Equatorial Guinea, places like Congo and different places. But it was only certain families that they could control. Because when colonization left, they said, okay, we're going to leave people that we could entrust to be good stewards of our agenda. And they said, basically, we'll, we'll protect you, so don't worry about the people. You don't necessarily have to make them wealthy either. You just keep that among your family members and yourselves. And that's what a lot of them did. So when you see the disparity, you go into some of these countries. Oh, the family of that country, the royal family of that country, or the presidential family, living like they live in large. And everybody else is in squalor. That's the way they want it. Because it's by design that it was set up that way. Countries like France, Italy, many others set it up that way. And it's lasted that way for years, decades, centuries. Where you have some princes and prince that are living in places like Malibu in a $40 million mansion while their people are sitting there getting money from the IMF, getting food from the IMF in these rice bags. Basically, 
The rich family takes the wealth from the oil and all the resources, and the poor people are on the doles of the international community, basically, mainly the United States, providing funds for them to feed themselves. That's been the problem overall in many of those nations. We're still talking about famine in Africa. Decades later, after we had had the song and we are the world, all of that shit. And we're still dealing with that. And James has not changed one bit. <clears throat> now, some of these countries are getting wise to this shit. And they're like, oh, you know what? We need to cut this out. Some of the European nations still wanted some influences, so what did they do? Took the king or the chief of the country, had him to marry one of their daughters, one of their throwaways. Yeah, you just go and marry him and keep an eye on things and make sure things are okay. Okay, dad. And she could lord over a nation. Couldn't do that in her own country, but she could damn sure do it there. These are things you have to look at. <clears throat> so, fellas, if you get called broke, you get called homosexual, all that shit means nothing. Because that's all the woman had, so just words. She can't deny you success. She can't deny you wealth. The only thing she can do is talk. That's it. Big fucking deal. Well, she's supposed to make you feel bad? You control your own feelings. The only way you feel bad is because you let her make you feel bad. Same thing with you, ladies. So you take that away from them where they can no, long, no longer impact you emotionally, then what do they have? They have nothing. They have nothing but an insult. And you know the sad thing about it, when a person's so full of themselves that they have to be their own cheerleader, you know they don't have shit. I'm a queen. Well, most queens are called a queen. She never calls herself that. Queen Elizabeth never sat up and said, I'm the queen. Nope. Everybody else called her that. They tried to call me a king the other day. I said, no, that's not my last name, and I damn sure am not in any monarchy. Not a king or nothing. I'm just me. But you know, we, we, we're a nation of kings and queens. No, we're not. No, we're not. Don't even tell that lie. You think I would be proud to be classified as a king and your civilization got conquered in such a way you don't know where the fuck you came from? about it for a moment. You're still being a child in a fantasy world. Beyonce, prime example. Beyonce didn't come out and say I'm the queen bee. Y'all called her that. She went with it. <laughs> I can't blame her. 
She ain't say shit. She ain't say, oh, I'm the queen bee. She ain't say none of that. Y'all said it before. She's not stupid. She knows how the game is played. And she's not doing anything wrong. Because she's letting her fans interpret who she is to them. And she just sits back and, okay, let me go and work on my next tour. That's the way it works. People with lower self-esteem will always give someone appropriate titles. That's the way it happens. Sometimes it's unwarranted. Because they have to put someone else on the pedestal to feel as though they have some value themselves. I'll put you on this pedestal and I'll be your loyal servant. I'll be your best fan. I'll be in your Instagram, your DE, your DMs, so that you'll recognize me. So you'll call my name out one time and I'll feel special and I'll feel recognized. I'll feel like somebody that's validated. Ladies, most of the men that are in your DMs on Instagram, Snapchat, all these other media outlets, most of them are in fucked up relationships, wishing they could be with a woman like you. They got baby mamas, they got all kinds of issues. Some of them, the woman is paying the rent and he's just there trying to find something better. And you know it. And the majority of you ladies would never marry these guys, would never go out with them, would never fuck them. And these guys get a pleasure out of cutting the other guy down and trying to get next to you. And if you just mention that you needed something, he's going on Amazon and already ordering it and have it shipped to you. But you got to watch that because that gives you a false sense of prominence. Because those men will make you think you're better than you really are. And you get fucked up when you get around a real man who doesn't fall for that shit. And you see how short you are on that. Just keep that in mind. Some of the ladies know this. Because, fellas, a lot of women look at you, if you're in their Instagrams, their DMs and all that, and they call you fans, you're losers. That's what she's saying, indirectly. Oh, she blew up my DMs. Makes her feel good. You have her on a pedestal. Because... She showed you a little ass. She's got her booty turned toward the camera. And she had that giraffe neck pose where you turn around, you see her head way back there. But you see her ass right up there in the screen. Haven't you ever noticed on Facebook, you look in the Facebook stories, all these women are showing their asses? That's all you see is the G-string and the crack. Some of them still had toilet tissue crumbles still in there and don't even realize it. One girl had a damn string hanging out of her. We knew what was up. But they don't care. It's all about them being seen. Because, after all, that's their best asset, right? Is their ass. And see, that's the compensation for some ladies. They say, well, my face may be fucked up, my head may be fucked up, 
but my ass is good. And so they'll put it there. And if you notice on some certain social media, trans women, they don't need any G-string. They go butt naked. You can always tell because they got what you would call it, hanging down there, right? But the reason why they're not going to touch them, the reason why social media companies are not going to pull their shit off the line is because of the fact that they don't want to fight. Now, they'll give a woman hell, a biological woman hell about that. I look up at my feet and I see that shit and I'm like, wait a minute, how can they do this? And biological women get flagged. Again, certain people have certain privileges. And this is not to, you know, show any hate to anybody. I'm just looking at certain things and observing behavior. How people can get away with shit and other people can't. You know, it's kind of funny, even in the movies, was was kind of uh, interesting. I remember when I was taking a filmmaking class and we were talking about nudity in film. And it was mentioned by the instructor that it's okay for a woman to be nude as long as she had pubic hair down there. So they don't see any thing that's coming out, which meant that she would have to have her legs crossed if she had a large clitoris or something of that sort, so that that would not show. The hair was okay, meat was not. So the guys could not be shown with their penises. So the guy would either have to wear speedos or whatever. So if you had a sex scene in a film that you had to shoot, you had to do it in a way where it would fall within the standards of being, of course, seen in other theaters besides just, it couldn't be classified as a porn, that's basically what they were saying. Butt shots, that kind of thing were okay. If a woman bent over, you couldn't use that because, of course, her, her vagina and everything would be exposed. But just from behind with her standing, yes, as long as it didn't go down where you could see any of her private parts down there. So they had it uh, pretty rigid. You do breast shots, that kind of thing. It was kind of interesting that you couldn't have it where the man was sucking on her breast, licking her breast or anything like that. She had to be nude laying on her back then. It was ridiculous, the guidelines they had. But that dictates what you see in the theaters at the time. Still does to this very day. You can get away with a lot more now than you could in the past. Because in America, we have this double standard. We want you to be moral, but we also want to market to you and identify with you because you want sex. So we're trying to do two things at one time. And see, that's the biggest problem with America in general. 
We're trying to do two things at one time with everything. And that's problematic. Well, folks, take care. We'll talk more later. We at Romantic Truth appreciate your listenership. Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Audio Mac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of the host and are not condoned, or endorsed by Romantic Truth, Anchor or any of its affiliates. The advice given herein is the expressed opinion of the host and not to be used for legal, marital, or family, counseling, or for professional practice purposes. In the event for professional assistance, please contact the local licensed professional family counselor, marriage counselor or social services professional in your region. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. Be advised that all of the background music of production not provided by Anchor is owned by James Adams and Jaws and One Music exclusively licensed for this Romantic Truth podcast under waiver. Please understand that there were no people or animals hurt in the segments of this show including plants. All sound effects were improvised in the studio setting with props. We are an equal opportunity employer with two Yorkie poodles and a rat terrier as the security detail. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.